and welcome to mini episode 217 of Real Life Ghost Stories. And I have three spooky stories for you today. And the last story comes from October the 8th, 2022. And story number one comes from Claire. It all started when my dad became ill. He loved the good things in life and consequently did not lead the healthiest lifestyle. It was no great surprise when he developed difficulties with his lungs. He was a heavy smoker for much of his life. He was referred to the hospital for tests and naturally I feared the worst. My sense of foreboding increased when he told me about three experiences he had while waiting for his appointment. He had been feeling the sensation that someone had touched him. One night he felt someone rub his leg as he lay alone in bed. During a parish council meeting, he had felt an unseen person rub his back. He once woke in the night to see a hooded figure standing in the corner of his bedroom. My instant thought was one of horror. This was the Grim Reaper, right? However, I wanted to reassure my dad, who was clearly unsettled. I suggested that it was his father just calling in to let him know that everything would be okay. I'm not sure how convincing this was, but he seemed to accept it. Perhaps sometimes we are desperate to cling to positive thoughts and hopes. I spoke to my mum about my fears. My parents were long since divorced, so I could speak freely without fear of upsetting her. Mum suggested that it was probably my dad's imagination, working overtime due to anxiety. And I guess she could be right. Time passed. The tests confirmed that dad had cancer, and for a year he was well. Then the cancer progressed and dad knew that the end was near. The last time I saw him he told me, Don't leave it too long, meaning I should visit again soon. I didn't make it home again before he died. As dad had been receiving chemotherapy, his immune system was non-existent and I had been ill with a cold. Knowing I couldn't risk passing my illness on, I stayed away until I was better but it was too late. I made the journey home to stay with my stepmom. As we got in the car the following morning to visit my stepbrother, we turned the radio on. The first song that played was Dancing in the Moonlight by Thin Lizzy. My heart skipped a beat. Dad loved music. He played guitar in bands and alone at home. When I was growing up, he would spend Saturday mornings playing along to the tracks his cover band were working on, his guitar plugged into an amp. Dancing in the Moonlight has the most memorable bass line and consequently is the song that I most associate with him. I had never heard it played on the radio before. I have not heard it played on the radio since. I don't believe that the dead can influence the airwaves. But my, what a coincidence. In the weeks following my dad's death, I had a reoccurring dream about him. I dreamed that I was standing at the window of a first story of a building. I looked out of the window and down onto the ground outside. Standing there, looking up at me and waving, was dad, my stepmom standing beside him. Some might interpret this as a visitation, but I'm not convinced. I think that my subconscious was perhaps recognising an ending. I can no longer see my dad and my relationship with my stepmom is now very difficult. I think that my subconscious was also trying to process the loss, especially since I did not get to say goodbye. I know that Manny would take comfort from the dream and I initially did. I was tempted to visit a medium, wondering whether he was trying to pass a message on, but as time passes I feel more at peace and better able to accept a rational explanation. I realise that I've written a ghost story that is probably not a ghost story, but perhaps others will disagree with me. I'm very sorry, first of all, for the loss of your dad. It sounds like he was a man with a great taste in music, 
we love a bit of thin Lizzie in this house. And you know what? I agree with you. I don't think that the dead can influence the airwaves. However, those coincidences, I feel like, you know, is it the universe's way of letting you know that everything is okay, that that person is okay, wherever they are, whatever it is you believe in? Those little coincidental moments, I just think are so powerful when it comes to healing. And similarly with your dream, I think you raise a really interesting point because these, I'm going to say visitation dreams because it's the easiest way to describe them, but these visitation dreams can be twofold. They, they can, for a period of time, represent your loved one coming back from the afterlife to let you know that they're okay if that's what you need at that time to bring you comfort and bring you solace. And then later you can look back and go, oh, it was probably my brain trying to understand what's going on or give me a sense of an ending or recognizing an ending but it can be both things it depends on what brings you comfort I think and in the timeline of the death of a loved one I think you need different things at different times and I'm really glad that for you you feel more at peace with the entire situation although I simultaneously recognize that I don't know if we're ever going to be fully at peace with the death of a loved one and story number two comes from Crystal. In 2020, my mother-in-law was dying of cancer. She wasn't doing well, not talking or walking, mostly just sleeping. One morning, my partner was called by the facility she was in at about three or four o'clock in the morning to come in because they thought she was very near the end. I couldn't go with him, one, because of COVID, and two, we live and work on a dairy farm and I had to milk cows, plus our kids were asleep. Anyway, he left, and I was laying with the light above our bed on, just staring at the ceiling. I saw a smallish, roundish shadow on the roof, and it slowly moved across the roof. Now, usually I would freak out a little. I love spooky shit, but I don't really want to see it. And it continued to move down the wall where I was laying in bed and then just disappeared. I was super calm, but didn't really know what to think of it. His mother passed away at about 9am that same morning. Two more quick maybe UFO stories. A few years ago I was getting cows into milk at around 5am. It was still dark but the sun was starting to come up at this time. I looked out onto the horizon and saw a large black mass moving across the sky. And I was like what the fuck is that? I looked away for a second and looked back but it was gone. And I don't know what the heck it was. The second quick one was my partner's. I think it was last year 2021 at about 7am. He was outside and looked out towards some hills with valleys and saw a cloud-like looking thing moving across the hills and straight over the valley. At first he thought it was a sheep, but sheep don't just glide over the top of valleys. Now he did send me a Snapchat video of it, which I opened but didn't screen record because I didn't know what it was and he didn't tell me. So I've no proof of it and we've both never seen anything else like these again. I love it when we get similar stories that appear simultaneously it makes me very very happy I don't know if long time listeners will remember it but remember that time when it was all wolf stories like spectral wolf stories that was so weird um I do I do think it's important to kind of recognize that in terms of these visitation stories and again I'm using visitation loosely because I think it encompasses those dream stories people knowing somebody's going to die before they die etc etc and in this case it sounds like Crystal, you know, you saw something that was going on around roughly the time that your mother-in-law was dying. 
And who's to say what form these people come back in? You know, a little ball, a little shadowy ball kind of moving around on the ceiling. Who's to say that isn't the spirit or essence of somebody coming to check in on you in that time where, you know, we know that things are going to be really hard? Because we, you know, we talk about orbs all the time. Paranormal TV shows are awash with orbs. So who's to say what form people's energy will take? And you know what, Crystal? You can absolutely just go away with your UFO stories. Honestly, there is no need to be sending me UFO stories. The only thing I could picture in my brain in both of those stories, both the black mass on the horizon and the sort of cloud-like figure or whatever it was drifting across the valley, the only thing I could think of in my head was Nope, the the Jordan Peele film about the about the aliens. If you've seen that film, like that thing moving, that thing moving around the hills and the valleys, and then it's the cloud is there for ages. Oh, stop it! Terrifying so terrifying I wish your husband had sent you a text me like I'm about to send you a snapchat get ready to screen record although like I wouldn't think of that at the time never in a million years would I think of that at the time oh and speaking of snapchat I mean it's not remotely the same thing but if you're on tiktok can you um tag me in any of the paranormal tiktok videos that you come across I want to do some reaction videos reacting to scary tiktok videos so just tag me in them if you come across a, a scary a scary tiktok video where you're like oh that's creepy uh, just tag me in it. I'd love to see them. And story number three comes from Anonymous. I was in my second year of university and had been feeling sick all day. I had already decided that I wasn't going to class the next day. I went to bed and had a restless night's sleep. I woke up several times and at one point I turned on my right side and stared at my bedroom wall across the room. Out of the corner of my eye I saw my bedroom door slowly push open. I lived at home at the time so my parents and siblings were home. I didn't know exactly what time it was but it was either very early in the morning or very late at night so I had no idea who would be awake. I turned my head to see who it was and realised that I was completely paralysed. It was an extremely vulnerable feeling to be completely helpless as an unknown person enters your bedroom in the dead of night. It was like she knew I couldn't move so she very calmly and quietly walked across the room and stood directly in front of me so I could see her fully. She was close enough that if I could move I would have reached out and touched her. It was a girl, maybe seven or eight years old in a blue dress. Completely normal except that she had no head. I tried to scream and finally was able to make a small squeak. That pushed me fully into consciousness and the girl dissolved before my eyes. After some internet searches on the computer lab at school a few days later, I realised that I had sleep paralysis. This was the one and only time it has ever happened to me. But I also realised that I had been dreaming with my eyes open, i.e. hallucinating. There is one more thing that made it more bizarre. I could not fall back asleep for obvious reasons, but once the sun came up and I could hear the sounds of my family getting ready and leaving for the day... I felt brave enough to get out of bed and grab my remote so I could relax in my bed watching TV. Like I said, I was sick and hoping if I could relax enough, I could get some sleep and start feeling better. I turned on the TV and every channel was the same thing. The second tower had just been hit. It was the morning of 9-11. I considered this all to be a terrible and strange coincidence until 13 years later when something else happened with enough similarities that made me think it wasn't a coincidence at all. So 13 years later I had recently broken up with my boyfriend. We agreed on a date when he would move his things out of my house. 
He was supposed to move out while I was at work, but when I got off of work he was still there, so that was stressful for me. As soon as he left I took a shower and went straight to bed even though there was some daylight left. I was exhausted physically and emotionally and was done with the day. I fell asleep immediately and woke up at what felt like around the time I had to get up for work. I went to turn the bedside light on to see what time it was, but when I pulled the chain nothing happened. Okay, the light bulb must have burned out. So I went to pull the other chain and that light bulb didn't turn on either. That was very strange that they both burned out at the same time. I got out of bed to turn on the overhead light and when that didn't turn on I knew what the problem was, my power was out. It's not that unusual for my house. It had been renovated right before I moved in and I don't think the electrical work was the best. So I know the drill. The first thing I have to do is go to the breaker box which is outside. I go to open my bedroom blinds because there is a street light in the alley that my bedroom faces and it gives off enough light that I can get dressed by. When I open the blinds, I see that right under the street light is a little red wagon. Not too strange since some neighbourhood kids use the alley almost as an extension of their backyard. Cars don't go down it since it's overgrown with tall grass and small trees so it seems like a safe enough place to play I guess. But the thing that is extremely strange is that there is a naked baby doll in the wagon and it is turned so it is looking right at my bedroom window like someone knew I would open my blinds and wanted it to look right at me. I'm trying to figure out if this is a sick prank when I notice two things at once. One is that the doll is not a doll but a living child. I can see it moving slightly and see skin and muscles moving, not plastic or porcelain. The second thing is that this child has no legs. I scream at the top of my lungs and the sound of my scream changes into the sound of my alarm. My alarm was going off. It was time to go to work, I had dreamed the whole thing. I was so unnerved and horrified by how real this dream was, I immediately told my co-worker when I got to work about it. I found out later that day that my ex had died shortly after leaving my house the day before. After the shock wore off, I was able to see similarities between this dream, not a dream, and the sleep paralysis hallucination of 9-11. I think maybe my unconscious mind is sometimes like a radio switching rapidly between stations, mostly garbled static, but sometimes it picks up on a signal so strong it can receive the message. And the way my brain receives it is that an injured child equals untimely violent death. I don't think this is a gift or ability, but maybe just some vestigial remnant of a way of communicating important information across the miles, pre-telephone, pre-internet or even pre-written word. I had one other instance where my dad came to me in a dream asking for help with a gash on his forehead. I woke up, shook my head and fell back to sleep. The next time I saw him he had a gash in his forehead. He had been home alone and passed out, hitting his head on the way down. This happened at the same time that I was having that dream. Sorry dad. Today has been an episode about the wonders of our brains and I think our brains can do wonderful things. I think dreams are very interesting things. I think, I don't know, I feel like we've got a lot of untapped potential in our dreams and maybe, maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe your brain does pick up on signals or some sort of feelings or something and then it translates into your dreams. The thing that I would find really difficult about that is anytime I had a negative dream that involved a child or whatever or a negative dream at all, I'd be waking up thinking, right, who's, who's grievously injured? What disaster has there been? Has there been an attack somewhere? 
oh god I'd find that really hard and I and I'm, I'm curious anonymous whether or not that is something that you struggle with as well because I think if I felt like my dreams were somehow indicators of things that have happened or would happen I'd be interpreting my dreams all the time or at least trying to interpret my dreams all the time which probably isn't a good thing either Thank you so much to Claire, Crystal and Anonymous for sending in your stories. Remember, the last story came from October the 8th, 2022. If you would like to send in your story, you can do so by emailing it to reallifeghoststoriespodcast at gmail.com. You can also check out the website reallifeghoststoriespodcast.com. And if you are desperate for extra content, you can sign up to Patreon. That is patreon.com forward slash reallifeghoststories, where for $5 a month or $2 a month, you get access to heaps of extra content, as well as every single main and mini episode completely ad-free. And on that note, I shall see you next time.